Welcome to the Rookie Runners Podcast, a show that explores the challenges and conversations runners are having as they begin their running journey. We run to become the best versions of ourselves, embrace the process, and enjoy each and every step. Now, here's your host, Ray Gerard. Welcome to the show. My name is Ray. This is episode four. We're moving right along. We're galloping right along. How are you doing? Hope all is well. How's the weather in your neck of the woods? My weather's been uh, so-so. We had some torrential rains a few days ago. Some flash flooding. Went out for a run and got my shoes wet. Had to hang them up to dry. Hey, what can I tell you? But for the most part, we've enjoyed cooler temps. Uh, or what I like to call running weather. Yeah. What's your favorite temperature to run in? I prefer temps in the 40s and 50s. That's my ideal running weather. I like to feel a nip in the air. I want to step out the door and say, Hey, yeah, that's brisk, baby. What about running in the rain? Have you run in the rain yet? I suggest you give it a try ASAP. You'll thank me later. It's exhilarating as well as invigorating. I've been thinking a little bit about our sport of running. Running isn't just about getting fit. Would you agree? Or becoming the fastest in the world? Well, maybe it is if that's you know, your pursuit. If you're in that category. And uh, of course, for the average runner, there are many more reasons why we push ourselves out the door and over the horizon. Just imagine it, just running down the road, one foot in front of the other. Just enjoying it in good weather and in bad. In the heat or in the cold. When you're feeling great and when you're not feeling so great. The Rookie Runners Podcast is about runners and the pursuit of their whys. And for each of us, that's something a little different. You, you, and oh yeah, you. You have a different answer for that question as to why you run. And for some of us, we like to sprinkle a little bit of competition in there in the form of racing or setting goals to better our best. Get that personal best or that PR, and that's okay too. That's okay if that's your pursuit. Some of us want to go out and test our limits by running ultra marathons, long distances, and that's great as well. If that's what moves you to find your undiscovered self, whatever that may be for you. But whatever it is for you, I applaud you. I remember my first race about three and a half years ago. (laughs) It wasn't pretty. I was wearing, it was, I think it was like 85 degrees out there. I was wearing cotton shirts. I was sweating. I was already uh, sweating under my arms and I didn't even start running yet. (laughs) That race was a 5K race. I was standing in my corral 
feeling anxious. Oh, you should have seen my shoes. I wasn't even wearing running shoes. I don't even remember. remember. I, one thing I knew is if you saw my shoes, you probably would have said, what are those? <laughs> but you know, you've been there. You're standing in your corral, feeling anxious, alone in a sea of unfamiliar faces. As I looked around, I thought, hey, maybe there are dozens of people out here feeling the same way I was feeling. Now that I've been running for a few years, I'm realizing, yeah, there are probably hundreds of people out there. The rookie runners making the best of the running journey, pushing forward. And of course, the gun goes off and off you go. Feeling the air on your skin, the breath going in and out of your lungs, your muscles contracting, your heart beating. Those moments that make you aware that, yes, I'm alive. That's running for you. Can't help but think about those things, right? The beauty of running. And of course, for some, it's those few moments of glory after a race. That moment when you cross the finish line and can't help but smile. Smile because even though you didn't win anything, you know you gave it your absolute best. You endured the pain, and along the way you found courage and determination. And as my friend Les Boisdoux said in the last episode, running is beautiful. I suppose in some ways that's why we do it. It's different. Gives us hope, strength to keep moving forward. In segment two, I interview Matt Simeone. I met with Matt at my favorite running spot, Old Grove Lake in Chesapeake, and it started raining very heavily. But we decided to proceed with the recording segment anyway. Because as runners, most of us have a rain or shine mentality. That's what we do, right? I mean, when race time comes, it doesn't matter if it's rain. The race is going to go on. So when you decide to go out for a run or decide to go out and record a, an audio segment for a podcast, if it rains, hey, the show must go on. <laughs> So yeah, Matt and I decided to record as is, and we thought the uh, the ambient sound of the rain in the background would add a little bit of texture to the audio recording, and that's what we, we decided to go along with it. And uh, Matt had an interesting story. You know, Matt started running, and during his running journey, he decided to train for an ultra marathon when he had not ran a half marathon or a full marathon he decided to start training specifically for an ultra marathon but I'm going to let him tell you the story so I'll be right back 
In segment two, we'll be interviewing with Matt Simeone. Hello, Matt. How's it going? Good, Ray. How are you? Pretty good. We are here at Oak Grove Lake in Chesapeake on a rainy day. I was about to go for a run before this uh, interview, but it looks like I might have to wait a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. For joining me on the Rookie Runners podcast. We are here today because your running journey is intriguing to me. And I think the audience can learn a few things from your experience. So let's dig right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and when did you start running? All right. Um, yeah, so my name is Matt Simeone. Uh, grew up here in Hampton Roads. My running journey really started about 11 years ago, really okay. just simply for weight loss. Um, at the t in around 2008, I was about 290, and I'm only 5'9", wow. so uh, I look kind of like a bowling ball. Okay. Um, and I just always kind of assumed running was probably the best way to start losing weight. So um, that's kind of where it started. Um, I would say I had a, a, a really lucky day. The first time I ever ran when I was at my heaviest, I ran three miles nonstop. And I kind of thought, well, if I can do it in this condition, you know, maybe I can, I can turn this into a little thing. So um, that's kind of how I got started. And I've taken a couple years here and there off where I focused on, you know, CrossFit or other type of uh, exercise programs, but I've always right. come back to running. Um, okay. I've really been into it the last couple of years. That's great, and you've done well. You are a self-described non-conventional runner. You went from running 5Ks and 8K races, and one day you decided to start training for an ultra marathon. You entered a 50K race, which is 31.1 miles, mm -hmm. which you successfully completed a few months later. Congratulations. Thank you. You're the only runner <laughs> I know that has taken that leap. Tell us a little bit about how you trained for a distance you had never run before. Yeah, so, uh, well, I guess, and I, I think we're going to touch on this here in a minute, but I set out a goal for 2000, or 2019. And mm -hmm. it was to run 2,000 miles, and uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So I was already kind of on my way to a pretty high-volume year. Um, and honestly, I just saw the, the ad for the race, and I thought, you know, I've always been kind of one of those go-big-or-go-home type of guys. So All I was right. like, well, why not cap off the year with something big? So um, how I trained for it really – my theory there was if I'm going to be doing a, a long distance race, I mm -hmm. needed to be comfortable with as much volume and as much distance as I could possibly get in. So I just started running, you know, really, I mean, I was up to about 15 to 17 miles a day. Okay. And my thought process there was, well, if I can run that consistently six days a week, then in theory, I should have no problem come race day. Sure. Um, so... Yeah, I, volume was really my thing. I just kind of, it made sense in my head. You know, if you're training for a 30-mile race, right. running five and six-mile training runs, not gonna cut to it. me, just didn't really sound like, I didn't want to be surprised on race day. Yeah. So I figured, well, I might as well build up as close as I could mm -hmm. on a daily basis 
and really throw myself into all the elements. I mean, I was running in, you know, heat waves. I ran through, on an accident, a severe thunderstorm wow. one it, time. That it, and of course in rain, like right now. Like today, yeah. Um, <laughs> although I'm going to take today off, but <laughs> last okay. year I might have done it. So sure. Just experiencing everything and trying to go as high volume as I could was kind of my approach. And most impressive of all, you finished at 50K, your first 50K in just four hours and 37 minutes, and that was a full hour less than your goal. How did the race go, and how were you able to achieve such a solid time on your first ultra marathon? Well, <laughs> honestly, I think I, like I was saying earlier, I trained up for it. I knew yeah. I was really comfortable with about 15 to 17 miles. I had only ever run 20 leading up to that race, so and that was my longest training run. So at what point in the race did you feel that you were, hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I got this? When I, so when I turned around, the first lap was 17 miles, the second lap was 14. When I hit the turnaround and looked at my watch, mm -hmm. um, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember thinking, okay, I, it's only been like two hours and some, I'm past halfway, and I was still feeling good. Sure. So, and honestly, I think that almost worked against me because then I started thinking, well, what can I do? Can I, can I blow my goal out of the water? Yeah. You know, so I started actually getting nervous and anxious knowing I was doing so well. Um, but you but, did it. <laughs> yeah, everything just kind of came together and I felt really comfortable. You said that putting the time and commitment is your key to success. Mm -hmm. Also, you don't follow any plans or guidelines. You just do what seems to be working for you. In 2019, you ran over 3,600 miles. Your top month was 400 miles. How did you apply that time and commitment mindset? It's all about mindset, right? To make yeah. it work. How did you apply that commitment in your day-to-day -day living? Yeah, I, I just set out a goal and okay. it was like... Goal setting. Yeah, it, it just sort of became... I'll be honest, it was kind of an obsession to me, but... Um, I hit 2,000, so that was my goal. I saw Runner's World had a sent out a magazine. It was like, sign up to run 2,000 miles for the year. Mm -hmm. I was like, that'd be fun. Yeah. So I tried it, and I think when I was in like August, I hit the goal. And then it just became, what can I do? Like, wh how far can I push this? Right. Um, so, yeah, it just... Consistency. Consistency, and I mean, there were mornings I didn't want to wake up, but sure. I was super <laughs> determined to... I'm sure, goal, so. I'm sure a lot of runners can identify with that. Yeah, for Let, sure. Let's talk to the new runners out there, the rookies uh, that have been running for, let's say, less than a year. Okay. W what advice can you share with them that will help make their running journey a bit smoother? Oh, boy. Um, I would say the, the first thing, I mean, again, kind of going back to the theme with me, mm -hmm. consistency is key. Sure. Um... I really believe you build endurance before speed, so I think you really need to build that uh, solid... That base. The base, yeah. Um, yes. Get really comfortable with certain distances, and I mean, I've been running now for over 11 years, mm -hmm. and it's taken me like five years to trim two minutes off a mile, so... Okay. It's not, it doesn't, it's not something that happens overnight, it takes a long time, it, yes. and you really gotta, you know, get out of your comfort zone, push yourself. I'm glad you brought that up because when I first started running, I was running too much, too fast. Mm -hmm. I was joining all the clubs and trying to keep up with everybody, and that doesn't really help. You have to build that base 
consistently before you can do better. Yeah, so I'm for glad sure. you brought that up. Yeah. You're a blogger. You've uh -huh. written extensively about your running experience. Mm -hmm. I've read some of your articles and I've learned quite a bit from them. And one of your articles, you wrote, walking still counts. I thought that was interesting. So please explain what you meant by walking still counts. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> still counts. And that's, I mean, you want to talk about controversial in the running community. There's a whole bunch <laughs> right. of people that think, you know, the second you stop, you're done. The race or the, the run is over. Right. No, that, at least in my opinion, that's a horrible mindset. Mm -hmm. You never know what you're going to feel during a run or a race or anything. Um, I, no, I mean, in... So if you're walking and you feel like taking a walk break for a minute, just yeah, do well, it I mean, and then I, just continue. I don't, I don't see any problem with that. There's yeah. Sometimes you just need to stop and collect your, your head. It's less about your legs, your lungs, whatever. It's more a mental thing. Just stop. I stopped a couple times on the 50K. And you still did well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, those were more mental. It yes. was never because I was too tired. It was like my head is in the wrong spot. It was a mental break. I had to put my head between my legs a couple times and just sort of get myself back together. So Yeah. And yeah. You're, you're currently training for your second 50K, which will be on December 19th. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an opportunity to make a prediction here <laughs> on the Rookie Runners podcast. Uh. What's your predicted goal finish time? Oh, man. Well, I, <laughs> I hate to put, like, stamp a time down. I will say okay. I want to do better okay. than last time. Right, I made so a ton of mistakes. The first time? The first time. Okay. Um, so, I, if you're going to hold me to a time, I want to be under 4.30. Okay. And I want to... That's reasonable. <laughs> finish in the top 15. Okay. That would be cool. And this is, which uh, 50K is at the seashore? Yeah, the seashore or first landing, whatever it's called. Okay. Now. You know, if I can arrange it, I may do a second interview with you on location right after you cross the finish line. I think that would be great. I'll, I'll be there for sure. <laughs> yep. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. We'll make it happen. Well, Matt, thank you so much for spending some time with me, sharing this uh, information. I wish you well in your training. Uh, there will definitely be a part two in December mm -hmm. because I'm definitely interested in learning how well you did on your second 50K. Uh, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. Matt Simeone. Am I pronouncing it right? Yep. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to, um, if it's cool with you, I will yes. get my blog together. Yes. And I'll send it to you in a link and... As you said, there's some tidbits that I think people can learn in there. And oh, sure. I'd in love fact, to get it out there. And in fact, if you want to share where people can find you on the web. Yeah, so i got I got to get that together because okay. I've got it in multiple spots. But um, okay. So stay tuned. So we'll definitely. Get the blog going. And as I said, there will be a part two. We're going to follow up for sure. And Good thank deal. you so much, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me on this dreary day. Great. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. You are listening to the Rookie Runners Podcast. Be inspired to be a better runner today. And remember, you're always your toughest competitor. We run to find some part of ourselves yet undiscovered. Embrace the process and enjoy the journey. And now, stepping back to the mic, here is Ray Gerard.
All right, segment three. I really enjoyed talking with Matt, learned quite a few things, and he brought up a few good points. I can't wait to do the second interview, the part two, when he does the uh, Seashore 50K in December. I think we'll also uh, share with you his uh, the link to his updated blog, because he's written quite a few articles about his running experiences that I think you can get a lot out of. He brought up an interesting point that I thought about sharing again, where he said, build a strong base. As a new runner, that is so important. Build your base. That's something I wish I knew when I first started. When I started, I was just running too much, too hard, and it was just uh, not productive, not helping my fitness. And, uh, you know, along the way, I learned to do it the right way, and it really improved the experience overall. But yeah, build your base. It means just keep running those easy runs and uh, get some mileage on your feet, and I'll make a huge difference in your development. I remember watching an interview with uh, Elliot Kipchoge in which he said, training is not competition. Take it easy. You know, coming from the uh, greatest marathoner in the world, in my opinion, (laughs) that's solid advice. Training is not competition. Take it easy. I mean, his easy run is not going to be our easy run, right? As uh, average runners. But... It's necessary that we find what defines easy for us, you know, through a little work, a little training, a little research. Find what your easy pace is and try to run most of your run at that pace. That's how you build that base. For me, it's been 80-20 running. 80% of my training I do at a conversational pace and the other 20 I'll do a little bit more, uh, more effort into it a little bit more speed work and uh, tempo work but I think that's necessary if you want to run for a very long time as you get older for example and not get injured not get sidelined don't concern yourself with speed in the early years of your running be patient be consistent everything else will fall into place in due time. I was reading an article a few days ago that estimates that out of 25 million people in the United States that run regularly, 65% of them have to stop at least once in the year because of injury. And still others will choose to run through the pain, through the injury. That's not fun. Come on. And I said to myself, wait a minute. I want to get out there. I want to run, but I want to enjoy running. You know? So, many of those injuries are not due to running. No, it's not running itself that causes injuries, but it's how you run, your form, your volume, your pace, and so much more. So much more that I hope to learn and research a bit further, maybe bring in some guests that know more than me, 
So we can talk about those things in future episodes. Meanwhile, try to achieve that balance in your running. Balance is the key. Balance requires listening to your body's signals, prioritizing workouts, and emphasizing recovery as much as running. Yes, recovery is just as important as running itself. I bet you already know that, right? A balanced runner is a healthy runner. And there you have it, folks. Let's keep the conversation going forward. The Rookie Runner Podcast is on Twitter at Runner underscore Rookie. Facebook, Rookie Runners Podcast. And, of course, on Instagram at Rookie Runners Podcast. Of course, you can listen to us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, among others. Send me a message. If you have something to share and want to be part of the show, I will definitely make it happen. Send me a message. Let's talk about it. This is Ray. I'll see you on the trails, or the roads, or the bridges, and everywhere we run. I'll see you out there. (laughs) Until then, stay safe, run strong, and run happy.